We had season one, which was powerful, the Sister Sister series. So what's season two all about? I'm Claire Rudolph. This is season two of the Clear Lani podcast, a space inspiring your leadership journey, empowering women to live boldly. This time, I am bringing in bold women, my circle of friends really, and featuring my talks with them. I liked what you said. It's like we start by the self. The question is, we're always talking about leadership, yeah. leading others. Yeah. But but we don't think about leading our own life. Um, yeah. Commercial name is Triple M Coaching because it stands, it's, it's my name. Mahitab Muhammad Narzul. But still, it, the inspiration is coming, and this is why I use the 3M. It's like making things happen, moving forward, and managing change and actions. This wow. is the, the secret behind the 3M. Wow, I love that. So, making things and, happen, and, moving things forward. What was the third one? Move, moving forward. Making things happen, moving forward, managing change and actions. Managing change. Wow. That's super powerful. That's super powerful because I love the fact that you start with self and you don't go into leading others, which is something I feel um, we don't do so much. Uh, or I feel we can do so much because that's where the power is. If you are self-aware, if you are igniting power from within, you're able to ignite power in others as well. Wow, I, I absolutely love that. I liked what you said. It's like we start by the self. The question is, we're always talking about leadership yeah. and leading others. Yeah. But but we don't think about leading our own life. Um, yeah. That's it. And when you lead your life, you can lead others. And how can you lead your life? You lead your life into peace of mind, into, into happiness, into, I mean, working on yourself. And when you work, Let's say when the cup is full, because you put your oxygen mask, you can definitely lead others. And that's what I believe, or this is what I aspire for, that people work on themselves, become their own leaders and feel this leadership inside of them. And then leading, leading others. And I have, I have a belief in them. Um, in something I have even written an article about that. It was about the, the nine must have uh, points or actually, mm -hmm. uh, let's say skills a leader should have, the leader of today. Because mm -hmm. leadership, I mean, there's a lot of known things about leadership. I mean, being having value, vision. I mean, Sir John Whitemore, speaks very well of self-belief, awareness, responsibility, emotional intelligence. But nowadays, with all what's happening, there are like, I call them the lead, I mean, the leader coach now, 
We need leader coaches now with the coach perspective mm. because what's the change is happening very quickly. The, the, the challenge is happening so, so quick. The stress is high. So, so I, I remember in this article, I mentioned active listening. That's the lead, really. And I, when I mean active listening is listening with all your senses. You're looking at the expression because sometimes someone could tell you yes, but actually the tone and face is saying no. So active listening, probing, probing deep into this person in the hidden insights, because this is what the coach do. Absolutely. So imagine a leader, a leader when he says, and he could feel the other people are simply not convinced. And he asks them, what's happening there? Absolutely. So it's because it, and, and, and also being authentic. And when I mean authentic, showing vulnerability, saying, I don't know, how would we solve that? Using the questioning open-ended question so people feel their ownership i mean because most i mean leaders or um, there is a tendency i know it all i solve it all nowadays it's not the case people will not believe that there is a lot on, of ambiguous and challenges happening a leader who come up and say i need clarity about this i need how what is what kind of solution you give me what kind of ideas you're giving me? what is the ideal solution i am i'm not sure this and that this this people start trusting this leader more because he's authentic he's not he's not then he's he's showing what he feels I love this. I love how it started because you you touch a whole lot of points and I'm just like, yes, you know, you touched on the, the listening. You touched on this ownership that, you know, the, the leaders need to step into this coach where the coach is like, look, guys, I don't know, but let's figure it out together and we will get through this together. And I, I love that approach. It's very hard to do, especially in, in various fields, but I, I love this. Approach. Yes. And, and I want us to, to dig into the nine, you call them skills, right? Let's start with that before I jump into into yourself. I'll take you through it if you want, just a, a quick I mean, let's say on a nutshell. And the third one is being non-judgmental. And honestly, the being judgmental is part of our DNA. We judge ourselves, we judge others, and we judge circumstances. Being aware of that is key. Being knowing that the people I'm working with, they have the potential. I'm not judging them. The power is within them. That's key. This is, this is because as a coach, when you're judging someone, you are really into the not judgmental mood because you are partnering with this person and you believe this person has the power. So being judgmental is key. It's part of our code of ethics, by the way. And, and the fourth one, which I love, dance in the most, I call it dance in the moment and surf with the wave. Oh. And this is a tricky one. Because it's important that you, you see how the team is feeling, the skills of the team, respecting what's happening around. And by the way, 
I read something I remember in, link, in, in LinkedIn, and this leads me to, uh, to this, this other word, practicing empathy. There is a whole way when you're laying off an employee, when you lay him, the empathy, it makes a difference. You tell him, I wish to have you. I'm, it's, it's hard or difficult news for me to tell you that. We cannot handle financially your son. Just being empathetic, delivering a certain information, being empathetic with the teams you are with makes a hell of a difference. And, and, and by the way, when you lay off this person with empathy, this person, will, you, have, you have him on board somehow or another because you showed you care. That's, that's how to practice. And you know when, when sometimes there's the CEO going around, if he stops and telling, and say, instead of greeting and saying, how is your wife? I know that she delivered yesterday or a week ago. How is your children coping with COVID-19? Imagine how would the employee feel when a CEO asks him like this? Empathy is key. I mean, and we need to pray. And it's not a sign of being uh, weak. It's mm-hmm. a sign of being bold and courageous and oh, confident. Oh, yes. By the yeah. way. Oh, yes. So that's the fifth one. The sixth one is powerful questioning in using the who, when, and how, and where. The, what, the W, the W words, because you know when you have a team and you're leading this team, when you ask open-ended questions, for example, if someone brings you a document and you tell him, thank you very much for the document. I liked it. I have a couple of comments and I believe there is room room of improvement. How do you think we can improve this document? It's, a, you know, you question. Instead of telling him, giving him the answer on a spoon, you should do that and this, you're giving him a learning to searching and thinking and improving and learning by practicing. Absolutely. So that's one for And this is what we do as coaches. We only ask questions, open-ended questions. So we don't give the answer. We don't guide people. We, we ask. And by the way, this is how people discover themselves and they move forward because they become aware. And when they come up with an answer, it's coming from within. So this is why when they commit to an action, it's coming from within. something they can do and something they want to do. Absolutely. It's not enforced because it's very simple to give an answer, to, but you're not sure if they're going to do it or not. And, and the seventh one is believing in the power of others. And this is what we do as coaches. It is all what coaching is about. And when I, I partner with someone, I am simply telling, I am sure that the person has an ent- the answer and the way. And, and, and we need to, to look into the strengths of the people. Instead of solving a problem, we look at how to, I mean, instead, sorry, for looking at why it went wrong, we go how to, to solve it, not to see why it went wrong. No, how can, and this is how we move forward. I love that. And, and, and the eighth one, I like it. I, I, the eighth one is being an explorer. Because when you go into a coaching session, you have the curiosity. What's happening? Being like an explorer, like an anthropologist or an Egyptologist, you know the excitement of looking and digging and then discovering? Imagine a leader with an explorer 
minds dealing with people. Having this anthropology, Egyptologist, the one searching how he could improve the team. If he has this curiosity, his creativity is going to come up really high and his discovery is going to be amazing instead of dealing with the status quo, what's happening, one plus one equals two, being in this exploration. And I heard this, we as, as coaches, we have this, but I heard this term from Jacob Morgan in W Beck when I was attending his webinar to give him credit, I wrote this. And, and the ninth one is ethics. A leader with no ethics, no ethics known to the other people is an ambiguous leader. His ethics, his beliefs. I see a lot of people shying out of saying their political view. Mm. By the way, that's part of the package. For example, when, when Trump, uh, 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 the president of the US, what is the, uh, <laughs> Trump, the name, the one <laughs> Trump, yes, I was saying Trump. When, for example, people, whether for him or against him, see, I forgot him. For me, I forgot him completely. <laughs> so no for him, See, I'm sorry for saying, but I'm saying, it's like, for example, I shouldn't shy saying my opinion because this is who I am. This is what I stand as a person. People should know who you are, what you stand for, whether exactly. they agree with your belief. Yes, whether they believe with your beliefs or not, but that you should be, because ethics is with authenticity. The right and wrong should be clear. It, you know, it's, uh, I love what, when I used to work because I worked in a, when I, I started, I worked in Clorox and then in Unilever when I was young. I, I, as a young person, aspiring person, the, the people that were working with me that I knew they had ethics. I knew how, where they stand in things. Mm -hmm. I admired them till today. The, I never understood this when I into coaching now, I understood why I, because I am, my number one value is ethics. And by the way, my ethics could be different from other people. It's my own ethic because I'm leading my own ethics. Maybe what I believe is eth ethical for others is not ethical, but that's my own. So I remember I used to admire people who used to stand for their beliefs, who mm -hmm. used to fight for what they believe is right. And I never used to admire people, you know, they would like, uh, how to call it, they're like sponge or like uh, they're just adapting with anything. So I understood this is why, and, and they were great leaders because, so, so this is a summary of my, I mean, if we're talking about leadership, leadership starts from within because, and then goes out. This is how I see leadership. And having both leaders is both leaders who can say, I don't know, I need help. How would you do that? These are both leaders. Leaders that don't know the answer to everything. I, so, I love that. I love that. I, I mean, I don't know. I, this is... So, I, I mean, it's my view. I And, and I'm, I'm passionate about it because, you know, I, I remember the term leader because I, I, I never knew how to target women. I'm putting leadership. Should I put empowerment? But what... Uh, really made I remember very much one of because you know they make you an assessment in my school mm. and they had and they wrote me something and this is what made me decide put it in my exam they put me a coach with leadership skills while coaching so I said 
I mean, this is how they viewed me. So I started really working on myself to own this. So now I was like, I, I, it's not easy to lead your life, by the way, because leading your life is doing what you want, not what you should do or have to do. There is a big difference. Mm-hmm. When you are into I should, I need, I must, you're not leading your life. Your life is leading you. You see the difference? Absolutely. I, I love that. I love what you said because you it, it links to ethics in a way in the terms of you stand by who you are and you say, well, these are my opinions. But at the same time, you're like, well, I also don't know. So how, how do I, you know, how do, how do we do this? But you are always an arrow in terms of this is me. That's my opinion. And it starts really from within. That's so powerful. That is really super powerful and very hard to do, especially in the society now, to stand by who you really are. And you know something, I, I, there was a Pepsi for years. She was an, an, an Indian woman called Indra Noyi. Yes, I Look know. her I love up. that woman. She, <laughs> oh my God, that's a leader. She is so authentic. She talks about her, I remember a story she, that, she said, said it in a video. And this is what we call ethics and being authentic. And she said, that when she went to India, people were coming, congratulating her mother on her achievement. They're not congratulating her because this is the culture apparently in India that to congratulate parents for the children. Accordingly, she sent, she was inspired by her culture and she sent the parents of the employees a letter of gratitude. Wow. I mean, this wow. is so, I saw this video and I said, this is this is someone who I mean is a leadership, and I think someone could could say people are born leaders. No, people are not born leaders. People learn how to be leaders, and people because this view. I mean, you, you learn, you read, you, you do a lot of things. You get coached. I don't know. There is you take trainings. You get a mentor. You get whatever, but. You look around also. Being an explorer is looking around and seeing and trying to learn from others. I mean, she inspired me so much with this simple example. I I, I didn't know her. I knew her. I, I mean, I didn't know all about her. I heard I knew about her. She was famous. She was CEO of Pepsi. But I this video made me love this person, admire whatever she did, and made me believe her. So if she's leading a team, I would love to be with her team. I would follow her blindly. I'll do anything to her with her. <laughs> really? That is yeah. So- I, I I mean yeah. that's a leader. I follow because she's. I mean, she's not lying. She is true. She's authentic. Is- and and I'm telling you, from when I was working, I. I Oh, like, for example, when you were studying in, I I remember in university, I had teachers I admired. I worked with people I admired. When I think about those people, they were practicing the leadership. I remember I had a great, uh, uh, but he passed away. May he ripe, he was young, he was 50 when he passed away. My Mm -hmm. boss in Unilever, Neil Gopal, and he's a great guy, great genius. I mean, I believe I liked him very much. 
and I learned a lot from him. And one, one of the things I learned a lot, he was a very difficult, at the beginning, it was difficult working with him, by the way. But when I understood him, he understood my potential. So the relationship was great. But what I admired with him that he, he used to come to me. I was still young and he would tell me how we're going to improve this. And he looks at me and I, I remember just like, are you asking me, Anil, how we're going to solve this? <laughs> they want to close, this, the, the board of directors want to close our, our brand and you're like, I'm serious. And he would look at me and say, I'm serious. How are we going to solve that? I'll come look in one week, tell me. And we will discuss. And we have a presentation. Let's discuss it. And he just leaves. I'm the, I'm, I'm the hair care brand manager. Come on. I have the solution. He believes that. So I sit and, and, and I work so hard and I research and I come up with ideas. And I go, and that's, by the way, that was in the, we're talking, uh, this is in the early 2000, for example. Wow. That's really far. We're talking about 20 years. And, and we're talking about these, these. So, I mean, 20 years ago, Claire, Claire, yes. So, I mean, how many people ask this question? How many, I mean, you're asking your subordinate for the answer and you're telling her, indirectly, you're telling her, it's your brand, it's your category, fight for it. You mm. have the solution. You know it better. Hmm. You're, this is the message I got. I got the trust. So when I sit with him, I mean, and I was explaining, defending my ideas. I never, I understood all these things is later on when I started doing coaching. I started to remember these things, why I like this person, what this, I used to feel with this person, with his comments and all without speaking, he was giving me trust and confidence that I'm capable. I can do mm. and I could fight for what he was right. And, and, and yes, so I, I mean, this is, le I mean, le leadership. I remember even now when we're talking. My father, I remember I had, I was young at university and I, and we were having a model United Nations in uh, Geneva. It was the, in, in, uh, in the US, in New York. It's this biggest. We're traveling from Egypt, young delegation from Egypt, from our university, going to the biggest model United Nations. And, 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 and we were chosen. We, we passed through interview and it was very hard. They take the best people and it's really hard. And you go with people coming from universities. We're calling Stanford, MIT. It's scary. And I remember I was calling my father. I called him and said, John, I'm very scared. I'm scared. I'm not know what I'm going to do. I was in this one of this council general assembly. I had another partner. We're representing another country. And I remember he told me very well, you'll do fine. You are very powerful. Wow. You are very capable. And you will find yourself at the top. When he was talking, I was like, no, no, no. I, I'm, not, I'm not like that. And he said, 
you will do great tomorrow. And that was at night he told me that. I slept and I woke up and then he used to call me in, at night and in the morning at 7.30 or 7 o'clock in the morning at the hotel. And he called me and I slept well. I said, ah, so I am still scared. And he told me, you will, I, I, I can't remember the word in English, but it means like you will, I mean, you will take them by storm, something like that. Wow. Like, yes. <laughs> and you have, and he told me you have nothing to lose. And I think this is how it started. He believed in me. The fact he, my father, by the way, this is how you build leadership. When the people you love and care for believe in you and are proud of you, even when you do mistakes, by the way. And this is the most important part. And I, because you asked me about my childhood, I kept on Absolutely. thinking about my childhood. How did I? Okay. It's my father believed in me. My mother believed in me. They both believed in me. They didn't, I mean, my father at that point told me directly, but I'll tell you something. My mother passed away when I was 19. Mm -hmm. And my father and my brother was 15. And I took the leadership of the house. Now, when you were asking about childhood, mm -hmm. because I saw my father really, he, he didn't know what to do because my mother was in control of everything, Claire. Wow. Everything. Wow. She was wow. in control what we eat, what we do. My father was not involved. So I so I I looked at my father and I remember it was like people giving condolences and I went he was I never saw him like this. He cried and he was scared. And I came to him and I told him don't, don't worry, we will manage. Don't worry, we will manage and we're not going to live without our grandmother. We're going to live I will take care of the house. And I believe this is when I was automatic. Suddenly I had, we had people helping us in the house. This was, I had this luxury, but it's not, I was not involved in anything, anything in the house. I didn't know anything. I remember when I used to order, I used to order the stuff. Remember how my mother used to order it. I didn't know. I really didn't know. And I, until I got married, I was managing the house. I was in university. My brother was in school. And, and by the way, this is because I could have messed and I did mistakes for sure, but I don't recall them. And that shows that I was never the mistakes I did. My father didn't make a big deal of because I can't remember, but I remember part of it of helping me in his leadership. He used to leave money in a drawer. He was a very kind person, a very trusting father. Wow. wow. And he was, you had money, full money, to, because I was managing the house. My brother is going to school and then he entered university. For example, I need to pay electricity, gas, whatever comes. I, I need to buy stuff for the house. So he had, or I need money for myself. And I remember I, I, my brother and I, we had we didn't have pocket money. So we had, can you imagine 19 and 15 having access to money? And wow. the only time he used to ask about this money when he see, for example, it went down. So I tell him, yes, I had electricity. I had, oh, okay, it makes sense. So he gave me trust without saying it. And then when time passed, we were sitting somewhere and he said a comment that it really marked me. It's like maybe I was before I get married. I got married at 26. And he said, those two kids could have abused me and used me, but none of them did. Wow. Which is true. He, we had green light and everything. We were, you know, he was never involved. 
he had to assume leadership because my mother was the leader. And I think this is how I started seeing that women can do anything and everything. They could control. I mean... The women, my, my family name is Marzouk. The women, the Marzouk family are in the house. Some, I mean, they are something and outside the house, something else. And what, what he meant, and this, the, later on, the, the other family said to my aunts, is he making us scared of his daughter? <laughs> what he meant, because he, he wanted to say that the women, the Marzouk family are very powerful women, which is when, and by the way, my 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 grandmother the one i mean i mean even they were five my father had five uncles and the five uncles married very powerful ladies and we're talking about egypt and very long time ago and my grandmother my paternal grandmother she was in control of everything in the house. My mother was in control of everything of the house. So we, when he talked about the Marzouk family, he talked about me, he talked about my mother, he talked about my, my, his mother, that they are very powerful. I mean, as if they are controlling everything. And I believe by this word, he's telling me, you are a leader in yourself. You can, And this is why, since I was a kid, when I was forced, when I grew up, I mean, mm -hmm. whenever at work, I was forced to do something I was resistant mm -hmm. I was very I never accepted to be forced to do something. and I could rebel at the work and I if it, I, I, I I never shy to, to voice my opinion my frustration my unfairness I used to fight but and this is where the ethics part maybe what I was fighting for was ethical for me maybe it was not ethical for other people but I I voiced my opinion always I never shy from voicing my opinion it's not about me it's not about me me it's about what because your childhood affects who you are mm -hmm. while i'm discussing i'm talking right i'm realizing how my childhood and my parents affected me Absolutely. they trusted me and Absolutely. this trust this is the key of building leadership but still can we say if people who had because not everyone had the luxury of having parents like i did people cannot build their leadership who says who I mean, people who went through, through trauma in their childhood are very empathetic and they know how to practice leadership with empathy. So leadership is a skill that could be learned if people want to. If people want to, that's the key. Absolutely. If people, they have a very high ego and very high judgment, it's difficult for them to learn. But people in the explorer mood, if they are explorer, like I'm saying, they want to explore, how could I improve? How could I be a better person? They will do, they will accept their mistakes and they will keep on digging. How could I, how could I practice more empathy? How could I practice active listening? How could I practice being an explorer? Just asking this question. This is shows boldly, this is bold leadership. This is courage, admitting that I have to learn and move forward. I absolutely love it because then I'm able to to be in your world as you as you speak, right? And and, and I have two two questions, right? Um, because you you let me into a bit of the childhood, and I love that because it it shows me how it shaped this powerful 
uh, matsuk lady, right, who's going into the workplace and voicing out the opinion. And you spoke about 20 years back. And then, you know, my question that came was, how has, how has the leadership evolved to the point where you have now written this nine skills? What are two things that have evolved over the 20 years of your view of, of leadership? That's one. And then the second is more of, you know, you as Mahitab and looking into the future, right? What do you see in that future in terms of the bold leader and, and also as a woman, right? Because you are already, I feel, at the pinnacle of self-awareness. When you speak, I feel, wow, there's such a powerful woman who knows herself, who stands up for herself, and who's also very in tune with that empathy and what it means to be a leader for you to be able to coach people. So evolving, I'll tell you something. Yep. About evolving, I'll be very... Uh, I worked and then my career got stopped because my husband was traveling and his work required me move from one country to the other. I was a marketeer mm -hmm. and I loved marketing. It was my passion. Yeah. And this is somehow, it's like you move, somehow you forget yourself. You have children, you have mm -hmm. priorities, what and takes and you're moving from one place. So my career got cut from there. And then we came back. I got uh, another good, position and it was great after so many years to go back into the marketing mm. into the marketing and leading a marketing team and leading a team and all of that and developing it anyhow yeah. so the involvement reaching where I am right now it started with a funny thing when I was working I worked for two years and the, I, I resigned after two years for something ethical I believe something had to enter a certain position mm. had to be taken in the company, I was not involved, but I was number three in the company and yeah. I was copied on emails and I had, I saw we needed to do a certain investigation on that. Mm. And the board of directors in England didn't want to, they called, they didn't want, they just like, oh, oh let's take it easy. And mm. I said, it's, it, it's against my values. I, at that time, I was not clear. This is its values. So it was against my values. And I was. And I was like, everyone is saying, you're not involved. Why are you resigning? Even the number two is not resigning. Mm. Why are you resigning? It's like, I, the, the culture of the company doesn't fit me right now. They're mm. At that time, I understood now. At that time, I was like, I don't feel comfortable. I don't want to yeah. stay. And I remember my, my husband told me, I have a friend who's doing something like coaching. I didn't understand at that time, group coaching. And I did that. And I felt the difference. And then I said... All since I was, let's say, I always wanted to help women. I always felt that women were powerful, empowered. Yeah. They are born empowered, but they need support. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. They are empowered, but need support. So I always believed that. And I was looking at myself. I had opportunity. I did my master's. I learned the language. Everyone, I was always supported. Yeah. So. This is the evolvement game is with the coaching, honestly, because I, I, I attended the coaching and then I got curiosity. I said, I'll study it. I studied for almost a year, really studying, going to a school, doing models, doing exams, really in a very difficult school in Geneva, in Switzerland. And it's very reputed one for coaching. So I went and this was really I started understanding who I am 
and what I want. Wow. I don't want to be, I love marketing. It's a passion I had, but right now I have to continue my life. I want to, I want to talk to people. I want to get my message out. I, and then I, this is, I had, I said, I want to talk to women. And then I said, I will coach women to understand women so I could talk to them. <laughs> nice. You see, and this is how it evolved that I, I understood myself because, and I, by the way, someone would tell me, but you wasted a lot of time. No, I am more empathetic with myself now. Mm. Every step of my life was a learning experience. Every negative step was a learning experience. Wow. Maybe at the time I didn't see it. And through coaching, I evolved. I did another into, I mean, it's a long story, but I went on a pioneer coach with positive intelligence. Mental fitness, which mental fitness e helping me, being able to pause and to shift your, your mind from a negative to a positive one. Mm -hmm. That's not easy. It's a practice I do. So yeah. I'm, let's say my leadership is not there yet. It is into, because if it's there, I have nothing to do right now. I'm a leader. No, I am in the, pro I'm not black belly. It is a journey of learning how to lead your life and make a difference in life. This is what I want to do. So it's a journey. So it's still, it's not evolve. It is evolving. It didn't evolve. It is evolving. I don't know if it answers your question. Absolutely. It absolutely does. And it goes into the second question, which is what, what does the, the future look like, right? The future of leadership for, for you. And you sort of said, well, it's evolving. And where is that journey evolving to? I will tell you. <laughs> the journey is evolving that now I know the big difference be between doing what I want what I, and what I should do. Wow. Yes. That is how how I see it the coming future, doing what I want versus doing what I should and I need and I must do. And there is a big difference. And right now I'm focusing on what I, I want. And all I want is having peace of mind. That's having peace of mind is my ultimate goal. And, and like, and by the way, I'm accepting, I'm accept, uh, accepting to do mistakes. Wow. And I expect, and I'm, I will embrace them. I will do mistakes and I'll embrace and every negative thing I'll do. I know I will turn it into a gift and opportunity with time, with the learning. So this is the mindset I want and I'm working to reach and will do my best to do it. And this is how I see the future. Wow. That is, that's, that's powerful. That is really powerful. Especially the what what you want versus what you should do, not easy, but definitely definitely powerful. And Mahitab, if you were to tell the younger girl today, it could be the younger version of yourself. It could be the younger girl today. What three things would you tell them? Young first thing, I'll tell her. To love yourself unconditionally because you deserve this love. 
Because when you love yourself unconditionally, you can give love to other people. That's the first. So be empathetic to yourself. Have empathy. Practice it. Don't judge yourself all the time. That's the first one. The second one I'll tell her, don't delay your happiness. Live in the present, not in the past or the future. Be in the present moment because, and don't delay your happiness. Whenever you hear yourself saying, when, if, for example, when I finish my studies, I'll be happy. When I find a good job, I'll be happy. When and if, delay your happiness. Live the moment. And when there is a negative, when something negative happens to you, believe that you can turn it into a gift or an opportunity. And there are three ways. Either, And this is what I learned, to give credit to the person, to the, to the because... I, this is Shizad Shamin, the positive intelligence. I mean, he's the one who, who, who's, who actually put it beautifully through mental fitness where you can face the negative circumstances into life with the mind, looking at it from a positive perspective and practicing the gift and opportunity. This is his concept. It's not mine. And this is what I live by right now. So my advice to them using this concept, so is to, whenever there is a negative opportunity, you can always use the gift of knowledge. You can use the gift of inspiration. You can see how you can improve yourself to face it. So this is my three advices. Wow. That's, that is a gem. I love the happiness now. have the best job because we don't have the best car because we don't have the best house that doesn't define our happiness because they could be gone in minutes it's the now mm. it's thinking what we have and this is leads to gratitude i'll tell them to practice gratitude for not to take it and to practice by saying what ronda brain from the secret has it in the magic book i am grateful for or because to mention to practice gratitude for the young girls what you are you grateful now this will help you to be happy now not to delay your happiness with when and why uh, when and if when and if wow i absolutely love that absolutely love that wow thank you so much mahitab i absolutely appreciate the time that you took for me today and and sharing your journey and and inspiring me today because honestly your journey is, is super inspiring how you stepped up in leadership in the family uh, and used that in the career and in the family as well when you speak of powerhouses as as women as the matsuk when you mentioned that name i'm like wow that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> My last, last question to you. Is there a ritual that you do? It, it doesn't need to be every day. Yes. Something that you do yes. that keeps you whole. No, I do it every day. I practice, uh, I do pick your apps with mental fit, fitness. It's like 15 minutes a day mm-hmm. where I, it's like, it's not mind. It's like mindfulness where I practice uh, for 15. Uh, this is like, the, I told you, she's actually 
yeah. positive intelligence where you I do like I practice some breathing, some senses of touch, all of that. It's divided over the day to make to grow my men, my muscle, yep. my men because the the brain it's like a muscle we grow it. So this this is a ritual I do every day. I start in the morning with a certain ritual, and I uh, I and I also practice gratitude, like mentioning five things you're grateful for, and I this is and why you're grateful for I do that and that's of the rituals and I read some spiritual things as well like a couple of things just to start the day so these are my rituals and recently recently I committed and I've been doing this for a couple of weeks I try to walk twice or three times a week to recharge in nature to recharge myself Thank you for letting me speak it out. I, I felt I spoke to, spoke a lot, but I felt good and it's great. So thank you. I love that. And I feel good because I feel so powered up. I feel so inspired. I feel energized and inspired that the future of women is so bright and, and, and it starts internally. That That's like the, the spark of hope for me, that it's not external what we seek, this, this women empowerment or whatever we want to call it. It's not external in the world, but it's really within us from what I hear from your story. It's it's within us and it's filled with support in some areas. Yes. It's really internal. And that gives me so much power and hope be inspired to live in your own power and freedom i wish you that a powerful life where you are your true self i'm claire rudo your host for now visit cleolani platforms and let me know what does it mean to live life powerfully for you